Tell me, Coco. Tell me, Coco. <laughs> of the Yummy Coco Show. This is a, a pop culture variety show for your ear holes with sketches, music, interviews, and games. I'm your host, Yummy Coco, aka Colette Prosper. I'm a writer and a filmmaker. On this show, we talk about everything from white boy summer to black queen summer. But first up, some housekeeping. So if you like this show, please Please give it five stars on Apple, write a review, subscribe. It really helps more people to find the show. Also, in the next month or so, I'm going to be rolling out a new monthly segment called AT's Got the Receipts, where my friend Alexis Torado and I answer questions about social cues and career goals. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so if you want to get in on, on this, Hit me up with your questions to at Yummy Coco on Instagram. That's Y-U-M-M-I-C-O-C-O on Insta. Be sure to state if you want to be anonymous. Uh, It's all good. So awesome. Let's get into my talk with two supreme black queens, Ashley and Kashmir Jasmine. Uh, and be sure to donate to their film Sia. It's a really beautiful story. They are so close to reaching their financial goal. Your dollars, whether it's a dollar or five dollars or ten dollars, can make a world of difference to to them and to getting this project off the ground. So with that, I'll leave you with the interview. Um, I, it's going to start in progress. We're going to be talking about UCB. And just follow along. It's a lot of fun. They're super fun. And I had a great time talking to them. Yeah, it's very much like a boys club. Even when it's not a boys club, the the humor um, sometimes leans towards that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and then even uh, I, mean, I did they're a... so creative with the balls in their dicks and the balls in their yeah. dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm there's so my... much nuance, though. Yes. I, was, I told my one professor, I was like, gosh, what if women talked about their vajayjays like this? I mean, yeah, my God, we have ovaries and uterus. We got a lot of stuff going on down there and. We're not sitting up here like, I'm proud of my uterus. I laid yeah. an egg this month. <laughs> Vulva pride. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I know. We, we, I don't know. We wear our pride just like our, our vaginas. We wear our pride on the inside. <laughs> yes. 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 It's, like, it's like my grandmother's change purse. Yes. Close to the heart. But yes. definitely in the bra. Oh yeah, (laughs) the most precious place. Yes. So we are recording now. Yay! And I am here with two wonderful filmmakers. Um, I am here with Kashmir Jasmine and Ashley Shine. 
Um, we're going to talk about filmmaking. Uh, Kashmir Shine, she is a, um, she's a filmmaker first and foremost. She's also a mother of a very cute dog. She's queen of organized writing meetups. She's originally from Miami. Ashley Shine is um, a mother of cats. And she's also a great, gifted comedy writer, um, actress, filmmaker, producer, first lady of West Hollywood. Oh, my goodness. You are in the midst of royalty with my two guests. So how lucky are you? Um, they are currently working together on a beautiful project called Sia. Um, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about their GoFundMe page. Um, we're going to talk about how they've um, connected. Um, we all connected through um, our Lord and Savior, Amy Aniobi's mentoring group. Amy Aniobi is a wonderful person. Um, she put us all together. Um, if, for those that don't know, Amy Aniobi is a successful TV writer, filmmaker. Um, she's worked on Insecure, most notably, Silicon Valley. Um, and she's just a great person. She put a big group of us together so that we can network across. That's something that like a lot of um, people have been saying, like Lena wait, like just network across. Um, and that's a way to um, come up together so to speak. So, um, you know, these are, these are wonderful people that I've connected with through, um, through this mentoring group. And I invited them to come chat today and to talk about their projects. So welcome. Yay. Yay. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> yes. Um, so Kashmir and I meet most mornings, um, via text for 5am writing sessions and <sighs> Ashley and I will meet up in various writing groups, uh, Funny enough, you both live in WeHo, but only just met recently. So can you talk about how that connection was formed? Um, Kashmir first. Uh, it was definitely Amy, but perhaps being, I mean, Ashley is royalty. I would have come across her, but we yes. were all trapped in the house for the past year. So there hasn't been the opportunity. However, um, yeah, if it weren't for Amy, we wouldn't have had the chance to. I'm try oh yeah, and it was because we were doing those actual greetings that she required us to do. And so right. it was then that she started talking about, she sent me her script and we started talking about it. And I was already like overly excited. I'd like, like, you know, when you start like, it's like a date, it's like, oh my God, so why did they, yeah. why did they send it? Like, do they, are they thinking about me? Like, is it, so I go through, I read it. And I thought it was great. And um, so, and so Ashley, so Ashley, without requesting, sorry. So Ashley, yeah. without requesting, she just sent you her script. She was like, she's going to like this. I don't know. She How just knew happen? somehow. Um, I, I just, like first of all, I'm mad because only 5% of West Hollywood has black people. So uh. when Kashmir said that she lived in West Hollywood, I was like, wait. Where have you been hiding? And she's like, in the house. The pandemic. I'm like, right, right on. Um, Where the other five percenters are hiding. Inside, because it's really white outside. Yes, so it's too white out. I can't go out. It's a pandemic. Because I was like, why aren't we having barbecues or at least having a oh, Juneteenth? And she was like, we're also in a pandemic still. And I'm like, right, 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 right. Um, but no, I, I... You know, Kashmir is very organized. Um, yes. So I was just like, oh, my God, this this is the person that I need to go to because she's going to give me 
very honest feedback on this piece because this is my first attempt at writing anything dramatic and right. um, per- very personal. I feel like I put my business on out there. I mean, Ooh. and see it like bits and pieces of the business, you know. Um, so she is a neighbor. So you were you were like, she. this is the neighborly thing to do. But also she's super talented. Oh yeah, of course. I trust anything that our Lord and Savior Amy is. Is that what you're saying? Glory. (laughs) Glory. Amen. (laughs) So I was just like, let me pass this girl my script. And um instantly I felt there was a a a connection. I, Mm -hmm. I definitely respect Kashmir. She's great. I could listen to her talk for hours because her voice is very soothing. Yes. But um, she's just really talented. And and yeah, we we also are two black queer artists. And I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, this is so rare. Um, <laughs> so True. why why not um, level up together and um, it, collaborate? Yeah, like kismet. It really was. I think that's the word I used, too, because of my mm-hmm. jubu. Um, but, oh, uh, um, and the, that, that's a, written... a couples therapy podcast reference to the Jubu. Okay, <laughs> but what she had written was so, so uh, rang very not just authentic but very true with what creatively I wanted to do, and I yes. was just and so I was immediately excited, immediately had ideas, and I had to like hold it back and try to act normal while we talked and waited till she like asked or like she, you know brought it up literally <laughs> acted like any of my ex-boyfriends in that moment like played it cool uh-huh real I slick to, i had to make the first move because you know uh-huh. a little shy and then it was just like oh yeah i was feeling the same thing wait i was like then why don't you just tell me <laughs> because you just gotta you gotta Yo, this is weird. This is my issue with dating women. It's like you gotta make the first move. It's just always very hetero for me for some reason. Yeah. I'm like, anyway. You just gotta go for it. I gotta push harder. Yes. <laughs> so let's so so Amy, one of uh Amy's so Amy's it's it's like a it, it it's not a twelve step program, but in a way it's in a way in a screenwriting way, it's a twelve step program. So our first step was our um, elevator pitch. Can you both give me your elevator pitch? Okay. Yeah. I. You want me to go first? Yeah. You don't have okay. To. Ashley. So, hi. My name is Ashley Shine. I'm a comedy writer. I write. Um, I basically write comedies that are heavily driven in character for BIPOC and LGBT people who are often their stories aren't told authentically um so i like to push the envelope and um straddle the rings of um mapping um of um really shining light on microaggressions in Mm. the in the eyes of comedy beautiful and um sia is a departure from that this is a drama that you're that you guys are working Sia on together is a drama I, it probably i i want to say it may be my last drama <laughs> just because it's so um i'm i'm a very silly person mm-hmm. and this was something that 
was birthed because of last year was just very troublesome. Yeah. Um, and so when I really dug in deep, I was like, oh, my goodness. But also, don't call me for This Is Us because mm. every time I watch that show, I cry. I don't understand how drama writers aren't just in therapy, just like, oh, my God. Um, and, and the reason why I say that is just because of the references that are in Sia um, and, and then trying to go get footage um, and reading comments on YouTube, mm -hmm. the most disturbing thing I've ever read. And... Um, our country definitely has a lot of work to do. So like racist, uh, xenophobic sort of comments? Yeah, comments mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, um, with the trial that's going on now. Yes. They were saying that he deserved to die. I could watch this over and over. They glorified yeah. um, this person. And I'm like, this was an actual person. This was a father. This was somebody's yeah. son. You know, I I think we like to look at things in a very harsh way and in a, in a non-humanized way as mm -hmm. well when it comes to people of color. And I just think that that's just really not fair. And the reason why I say that is because I was listening to Cicely Tyson talk about how you know, mm -hmm. she was doing this part and they were just like, yeah, the father image. And she was just like, oh, like black people can't be parents. Like, and yeah, in this moment, this person was no longer a human being. You show respect for animals more than. than, Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, yeah, it was such a ugly moment so horrible uh today we're, we're going to be um posting this next week but today is uh the 30th of march and um there were some really um very emotional testimonies today um including the 17 year old that filmed the um lynching basically and um she was crying and was saying how much she um she regretted not acting out more and uh and 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 help trying to help him um but it's like you see it and he had his hands in his pockets like he was it, it this person was not a human to him so it's just very um very emotional and he kind of knew him somehow i think um like through a nightclub or something so there was there there's a lot more to it and it's it's so painful so i i can see that that was sort of the one of the seeds i guess that helped to create this um this piece that you wrote yeah just dealing with your own trauma unfortunately mm -hmm. i feel for every one of those witnesses because I hope that they're dealing with their trauma in the healthiest of ways because they're they're having to relive this on trial and this that can't be easy especially for the whole world the whole world is watching and yeah. I just I just thought after Trayvon Martin there was never oh. going to be ever and here we are in 2021 yeah, of course. No, it's it, there were so many more after Trayvon too. Uh, it's absolutely just uh, 
just disgusting, heartbreaking, everything. But we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. We're going to go to Kashmir. And then maybe, I don't know if you read the book Cast. Um, we can talk about that too. But anyway, mm-hmm. Kashmir, you, you're, you're up next. Elevator uh, pitch. Okay. Um, <clears throat> um, I am a first-generation disabled Afro-Caribbean writer and director. Um, I create queer, provocative dramas with a lot of dark humor and surrealist imagery, um, and uh, with a dedication of featuring uh, BIPOC on both sides of the camera. Beautiful. You did it. You did it. You're hired. We got you. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Do do y'all want the the secret real quick? Yes. I know you were reading. I just read that. They just wrote that shit, y'all. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, um, nice. That's exactly what I did when Amy um, said, okay, Colette, elevator pitch. And I was like, uh, I read it out you know um i gave birth to my son in a college dorm i make good pizza and this was my elevator pitch everyone else was like looking in the camera like really connecting um there were some really just very charismatic people and um, i'm just like a closed up nerd it's it's as if like i never lived a life um and which is how I would feel in improv too, um, like just yeah, like when you had to do, um, you had to do like a personal story before, mm-hmm. before, uh, and then people would act it out. Um, they were, I had some just absolutely awkward moments of like me going up there and like, oh yeah, my sister was uh, president of the Prince fan club and she kicked me out because I couldn't pay the dues. I was five. And buy, and I'd walk away. I, I don't know. It was just oh my awkward. God. You just super hated awkward. Yeah, improving with me because I would have pimped you out each and oh, every time. Well, good. <laughs> that might have you might have gotten me. Wait. Yeah, you might have gotten me to to you know see my to do differently. I mean, it, I I had um I, my classes weren't I I I had there was a one black woman. Um, she actually, her sister is a bestseller, best-selling writer. She was in both my 101 and 201. She was amazing, but I didn't really, we didn't have very diverse classes. Um, but she was, she was amazing. She was a star. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would have loved to take classes with you. I, unfortunately, um, I got up to 201 and then my graduation, um, that same weekend, March 13th, a year, a year ago was, uh, when everything oh, wow. shut down. So I never got to do my graduation. Oh, um, same sadly, with, um, uh, characters for me, but, oh, no. but I tapped out a week early cause I was just like, y'all, there's some weird flu going around and I'm going to keep myself at home. <laughs> yeah. Weird flu. Wow. <laughs> and here we are. Those early days. So oh, actually, my can God. you elaborate on what you mean by pimp Colette out? I'm totally an improv. Like, you, oh, so okay. run that by me. So when Colette says, so I would be like, um, so if she would do that in the scene and she would test, she would say her story. So usually when you tell a story, you try to bring out things that um, spark your interests or uh-huh. or spark some type of joy or idea. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
I would always, you know, when you get a partner, you can sometimes choose. I would probably always choose her because there was Yay. someone on my team that was super shy. And it sounds like Colette is like that. And oh, I would so always bring them on stage like, okay. And sometimes even guide them like, okay, get off the back line. Um. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh. Because yeah, one time you... someone messed up and uh -huh. we were doing a scene and we were animals at a zoo and he was a lion and I was a sloth and he was just like, yeah, I ate one of the monkeys. And I was like, <gasps> eight. I was like, oh, I got to get away. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I didn't mean eat. I was like, oh, no, I can't be witness to a crime. That's the game. Yeah. <laughs> monkey eating. So you had monkey eating sketches after that. Yeah. Oh no. oh, no. It was like Indiana Jones. <laughs> but his mistake was like my spark of an idea. Like, oh, that's the game. We're about to run with this. So didn't if you didn't mean to say it, you said it. So that's what we're playing. <laughs> oh, my God. And, Mofo. Yes, and. <laughs> oh, my goodness. OK, so let's hold that thought. Let's circle back to all that shortly. First up, here's a sketch. <laughs> Okay, Chet Hanks, here's a list of symptoms for you to look over. Congrats on your first dose. Now, can you just wait? Hold step up. I heard up. the second dose go hard. I'm trying to enjoy my white boy summer, not be all sick in the bed. That shit don't go hard. Yes, but you don't need to worry. Worrying is not white boy summer. I took a scoop to the dome, dry scoop, sip of water, then go. Great. Okay, great. So I can't stay much longer. We're super busy right now. So So you're just going to leave me like this? You know every vanilla king needs a chocolate queen. Yes, I am a queen, but uh, excuse me. Let me also remind you that I am a nurse. Uh, it's time for you to go into that observation room, Chet. You know, let us know if you have any sudden uh, rashes or extreme fatigue or swollen throat. Swollen throat? But what about that 5G? When that shit going to kick in? 5G? That's not a thing. Uh, have you talked to your doctor about that? Nah, the only, the only medical advice I trust is from Dr. Strange and maybe Dr. Pepper. Okay, not real doctors, but no problem. So just step this way to the observation room. Or you could stay with me. No, Mr. Hanks, you need to sit in a separate area for people to go. It's where the people go sit after the shot. No, no, no. I... I, I don't like separations. That's the shit we need to elevate and get rid of. I don't know why we have to rule our kingdom separately. I I could like stay here next to you and you like, you know, stay with me, make sure my heart stays good and my throat doesn't swell up and explode. Chet, are you are you afraid to be alone? I mean nah nah nah. That's that's not white boy summer. Good, because there are so many people waiting. You can just holler if you feel unwell, okay? Holler, is, is there like a safe word? Safe words are definitely white boy summer. Oh, well, you can just raise your hand. It's really no big deal. Okay, or, or, or I just got this feeling, man. How, how about John B. and Jack Harlow? Excuse me? No, no, ju just some Vanilla Kings, but it's safe words. You know, let me know if you can vibe with that. 
sir you can uh vibe with uh whatever safe word you want again this is a vaccination site and we've been really busy so i need to go wait wait i i got another safe word look chet you've got like five minutes left for observation so why don't you just go through that door no no i'm i'm not going clearly you're not tapped in don't get it twisted don't ever get it twisted whoa whoa no one's twisting anything <sighs> look what if i gave you a lollipop would you like that okay fine is it organic you know it oh i love organic lollipops that shit go hard yes mr hanks they do go hard And we're back. We were talking about um, improv. Um, Kashmir, have you ever done improv before? I haven't. I've wanted to. I actually took a writing class at UCB right before everything's going on through the diversity. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. The scholarship. Was, not the scholarship. I didn't get the scholarship. Um, they had a diversity. Somebody on the diversity Facebook oh, would oh. Um, offered to have like a writing course. So I jumped in on it. That's how I met Lena Green, um, Ashley's friend. And oh, wow. we, and it was cool, uh, but he didn't keep doing it. <laughs> like we did it like a couple of weeks and then he was like, nah. <laughs> and so we didn't have it anymore. But oh no, you know, the it's trick just... is to just keep applying for those diversity. The first one I didn't get in, mm -hmm. I got an interview and I was like, I'm too lazy. And I spent <laughs> way too much time on this first application. So this is the same application <laughs> that you're about to take Sorry. that I went in there. <laughs> Remember me? <laughs> That's like the biggest faux pas for fellowships. They were like, we know you do not resubmit but but you did and they were cool with it yeah they were just like okay i only played for one class and uh -huh. then after that i got like six more scholarships after that so what nice yeah, they were like yeah. oh man we gotta hire that the the woman that that takes people off the back line she <laughs> she's give her that scholarship <laughs> she's a motivator <laughs> So every time I said there was a free class, I was like, yes, but then that doesn't count towards your scholarship. So that's how I was able to get, like, pay my way through, well, not pay my way, get free classes. Scam, scam your way through. Yes, yes pretty much. <laughs> scam goddess, Ashley Shine. I think that, that, that I'll say that for my um, former coach, Lacey, she's definitely the queen of scamming. Um, yes. She's a scam goddess. Yes. Oh, so she was your coach too? Yeah, she she coached my queer improv team. Oh wow. Um, Rainbow Bright Comedy. Oh my goodness, oh, perfect it. name. <laughs> wow. Yeah, cuz you were really you were there for like the heyday of UCB. I was with there like Darcy when, Carden and like all the all the hits. They definitely started getting more diverse. So the mm -hmm. beginning 
when it really felt like an HBCU at one time. Oh, wow. What? When what they year had was a, this? <laughs> it was like um, 28, between 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was 2018. Like they had a whole like night where they would smoke weed, have a live band. It was called <laughs> Trap Prov. I, I mean... know Trap Prov. <laughs> yes. I frequented Trap Prov. <laughs> Yeah, as an audience member, I I was like, this is the blackest thing I've ever seen, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, uh, it was like Latinx and oh, Asian wow. as fuck, and I was like, oh, oh, so we all go in there, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. And and I'm worried about that because now we oh, don't wow. have like it, a that was such a magical time and for some people, you know, that's their therapy, that's their sanctuary, mm-hmm. that is where you go and have yeah. communion with your friends or met your best friends or your writing partner, you know, good times. Ashley, you have you know this gift of of, uh, of being a motivator. How is your gift of being a motivator? How has that um, helped you with your fundraising drive? Like, what's that like? Like raising money for Sia, for this movie. Like, what? There's a go GoFundMe page. So GoFundMe. tell us about it. Um, just uh, let us know. Like, for people who are trying to make a movie. Um, that's like the hardest thing um, um, for people who need to to raise money to do it. Can you paint a picture for us? Okay, yes. Do you know that person that you see on the corner and they are begging for money? That is me right now. I have no pride, okay? I have asked almost everybody from ex-boyfriends to oh. like... Just people in general. I have sent messages like, let me hold a 20. Oh, you remember when I supported your project? (laughs) Hey, I need this money. (laughs) Hey, remember me from the back line? Yes. (laughs) Give me $10. If if there was a theater show right now, I would be up in the theater like, hey, you want to bid me some? (laughs) <laughs> give me some of that stimmy i literally have no pride at this point because there's a few reasons one mm-hmm. i don't now that you know i i have the visuals out um yeah and and i also i feel as though cashmere is also like someone that is depending on me i'm like i gotta <laughs> I gotta be a zaddy up in here and bring home the bacon. Yes. <laughs> Baby, awesome. you know I appreciate it though. I appreciate it for you. <laughs> I do. It, it feels like this is this is my baby. I, I've done the film festival circuit. I know exactly what you mean, Colette, about yes. spending your savings because I did that for hashtag TMI, which is my web series that yes. is out on film festivals right now. But I also learned that you're not supposed to do that. (laughs) I listened to people during the whole COVID lockdown 
Mm-hmm. We had producer seminars. There was fundraising seminars and everything mm-hmm. that I did before taking all of my savings and being like, ah, because I'm booking jobs and this money's going to last. Boom. Something happens like COVID. You, right. you just cannot do that. You shouldn't be emptying out your savings for the love of art. I get it. But don't do that. That's like number one, rule number mm-hmm. one. So I really just looked at it like, okay, if I'm asking, if if someone like Amy sees something in me, then how come I don't see it in myself to think that my art isn't as important for audiences, yeah. for myself, to put myself out there and ask for what I need. And exactly. what I need is help. And so the community has definitely come up. You're, you're talking about UCB. Mm-hmm. There has been people that I only performed with once that have donated and wished me well on this project. Um, yeah. No, I saw so many names and uh, people that I recognized um, from from like the, the diversity page on, on Facebook and from seeing them perform. Um, yeah, it's really amazing how people have showed up for, for you. Um, and so what's, we're going to, we're going to plug the website at the end, but can you, can you also plug it right now? Um, where do they go? They can, if you Google, um, Sia GoFundMe, it will come straight up. So S I A. Yes. GoFundMe. GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really funny. Uh, real quick, uh, Kylie Jenner, um, she posted someone else's GoFundMe. Um, it was like her makeup artist. I don't know if you know about that recently. Yes. Um, and uh, she, uh, her makeup artist, I think, was in like a really horrible car accident, needs surgery. And it's like a $60,000 surgery. And, you know, of course, Kylie is a billionaire. And so mm-hmm. she shared it. And uh, people were like, uh, why don't you go fund him? Um, like, which I thought sell was hilarious. a pair of shoes. Sell yeah. a pair of shoes. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, it's like, nothing. I, I loved her excuse, but also if I was that guy and I wasn't injured, I would have been like, remember when I beat your face and made you look like a black woman, a light-handed oh, one? Yes. Can you please give me some money for the surgery? <laughs> I worked really hard. Yes. <laughs> I don't oh have my any tanning, like lotion left. Uh, <laughs> because that that for her was probably like a dollar fifty for pocket change. Yes. Seriously. A tax uh, write off. I'm sure it's a tax write off. That's charity. Because it's GoFundMe. Right yeah. GoFundMe is automatically. Yeah. Automatically. Exactly. Um, okay, so yeah. The Sia is a very dramatic story. Ashley, you typically write super fun, um, super funny sketches. Um, you have a web series called Hashtag TMI um, that's finishing its film festival run. But this story, it has a lot of sadness and longing. You know, it was written at the height of the Black Lives Matter pro- uh, protests that we were talking about over the summer. Um, can you, and you were telling us about the feeling of the, of the time. Um, what was it like in, in WeHo? Um, I know I live here in um, like uh, like Crenshaw, Slauson, so kind of like Lamert Park area, and um, and we were also in Santa Monica too. And there were definitely protests in Santa Monica, but it was super quiet around here. I think I think um, it was uh, it was 
to make a statement that like you know these protests need to be in hancock park like they were or or weho or santa monica like they need to take the fight to white people because it's like you you do you deal with this mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. so can you describe like that feeling um like what was your neighborhood like uh, what was weho like um so there is so many levels to this west hollywood was definitely at the epicenter mm -hmm. if i said of each protest um and that was very very difficult because um I witnessed my friend getting shot in the face with a rubber bullet. Oh my God. And on live and, and then falling out and not knowing what happened, just hearing everyone around her screaming. Yeah, and these um, are peaceful protests. Yes. I yeah. also, <laughs> this is before my wife got into office. Mm -hmm. I, uh, <laughs> I I never get on these calls because I am not political. I don't want to be political. I want to be like a cute, like, um, I don't know, yeah. Michelle Obama and just be like, all right, I'm going to do all the other stuff, but nothing right. political. Um, right. You're the motivator. Right. I'm the rock, yeah. you know? Yes. Um, I, 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 I couldn't believe that hearing people talk about, um, my homes and these thugs and these arsonists and all mm. they want to do is these people yeah um the language and i was just like i'm sorry um we just want to protest like y'all yeah. riot when you win a football game or a exactly. soccer game that yeah. um, part we're talking about our lives here and it's not fair to do a 3 p.m curfew when i have a dog and you're telling me i need to stay in my house like yeah and then they were like just carry your id i was like you want me to reach for something i i don't oh my god reach for anything so the the fact that at the time even the local government wasn't understanding the struggle of what this movement was all about um seeing seeing firsthand black lives matter like everywhere mm -hmm. um i felt seen but i also did not feel heard especially yeah. when i was on those calls because i was just like they went and barricaded these houses but i was just like historically speaking and I think this is for everyone around the world, every black person. But historically speaking, I understand you feeling unsafe. I understand how you felt. I, I feel for you about wanting safety, but mm -hmm. it's just incredibly frustrating that all you want to do is protect your home. And all I want to do is when I get pulled over by the police, I want to be able to live to see my parents or yes. my wife or which is a very uh simple and uh basic human right mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. that but we pay taxes for we do and and seeing the levels of of they they <laughs> everyone that's in in that position all these officers every electric of uh, electric official elected official mm -hmm. takes a vow to protect and serve 
Yes. So when you see that protection only going to the elite, then it's like, where, what place do I have in this country? Is it for my art? Is it mm -hmm. for my hairstyle that you like? Is it, is it for the black aesthetic that you copy but don't respect the origin of where it comes from? Yeah, or, or it's it gets uh, removed, yeah, erased. Uh huh. And so um, that's I'm I, I still traumatize every time I hear a helicopter to this day. And uh, you hear it all the time in Los Angeles. But yeah. every time I think of that, I think I, I see the images of my friend being hit in the face with a rubber bullet. And I can't get that out of my head. Yeah. What about you, Cashmere Jasmine? How was, what was it like for you? You're in this name neighborhood. I was actually, oh God, this is the epitome of privilege. I was actually house sitting on my boyfriend's mentor mm -hmm. um, place, Gideon Raff, in um, oh. um, in Han Lower Hancock Park, I'll call it, um, on the other side of Wilshire. And oh, I think that's my favorite neighborhood. Mine it's too. Low key. It's <laughs> oh my beautiful. god. This I am surrounded in like this Wilton? luxurious house oh. with this backyard that looks like an oasis. Wow. And the power's gone out, and the you hear the helicopters overboard and you hear the neighbors yelling, like just angry, talking wow. about these people, Whoa. conversations outside, just like they felt intruded upon. And mm -hmm. Good. It is, it's, a, it's a strange get out moment, surreal wow. and weird to be that black body surrounded by all of this stuff that's not yours. Right. It's, it's not a part of you. Everything else that's happening that's negative and that everybody's is that's more a part of you than what you're suddenly steeped in. So it was just super weird. It was wow, just- Wow, it's almost very... like the, the ghost of Christmas present or something. Like you, you were just you were just witness to um, something that was happening in real time, but like out of body experience. Oh my goodness. 100%, 100%. And then on top of that, I was, I'm immunosuppressed and we're going through a pandemic and this is why Sia is such an incredible story because there's these there's layers to it there's no one yeah. story to be told mm -hmm. so it's um so I am uh so I'm sitting here uh trying to make sense of it yeah and um yeah it was just a very strange experience it was interesting wow so you were you were in uh the like I, I i think it's like wilshire wilshire something i forgot what it's called but like i guess the lower hancock park you were there for like the a month or, or for uh... we were there for so long uh gideon's husband his parents uh were very ill and so oh, wow. what was supposed to be six weeks turned into three to four months we were there from oh my god i think may till like October-ish, something ridiculous. Oh, wow, wow. But what was like, it like walking around the neighborhood with all these sort of like um, passive-aggressive, um, angry people yelling in their <laughs> in their yards, but like can I, probably can having I a black you? square on their on their Instagram? Oh, they had like not just a black square, but like they had the they had the little colored, like the, the United Colors of Benetton, like people, peg people on their like, front yard, holding Ugh. hands. Uh, it, well, it's... <laughs> I don't know these Please people, black people don't I, hurt me. <laughs> I, I don't 
know them, but I will say I wore my biggest, fakest ring on my engagement finger. You're like, no, no, what do these people claim to me? (laughs) I'm okay. (laughs) Yes. uh, I didn't know Naomi Campbell lived in our neighborhood. (laughs) I didn't leave without a wig. I didn't leave without a wig and a very cute dog as an accessory. Who's that? That's the actress. She looks famous. She got a big ring on. She's expensive. She looks expensive. (laughs) I'm not going to question her. Oh, my goodness. You you hope. Uh, Yes. And so you've also completed Cashmere Jasmine, um, a very gifted filmmaker, producer. Um, You've just completed production on Oreo. Uh, Can you talk about that? Um, What? What, what is it about? What have you learned from that project that you hope to bring to Sia as director? Oh, I, um, when I wrote Oreo, I was going through a lot of identity stuff, being homeschooled and poor and black and Caribbean, uh, just, and then suddenly being uh, dropped into college, which was uh, WPI, Wellesley College was a very, oh, I had no idea what I was getting into. You went to Wellesley? I did, yeah. Oh, wow, wow. Real smart. Yeah. Oh, she's very smart. I applied to Wellesley. I did not get in. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But tell us. So you were, you were homeschooled in Miami. Where in Miami are you from? Um, I'm, I actually, it's like I'm in just above Miami um, in Broward County. So it is, it's called, it's South Broward, but it's also called Hollywood, Florida. Oh, yeah. And okay, yeah. Born and raised out there. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah and, I have uh, a lot of family in, in Miami. Okay. Okay. So you know the mm-hmm. area. So, but I was born yeah. in like Jacks Memorial, but I was raised in like Hollywood area, which is, uh-huh. uh, I think they've revamped it, but it was very ghetto, very ghetto. Yes. At the time. <laughs> ghetto, not just ghetto. Get the ghetto. way you said it. No. I was like, oh, what word is that? Accent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like to run into the to get into the school was like, okay, this is it. I'm going to wear tweed and we're going to talk about Kant and we're going to like, we're so, it's going to be great. We're going to save the yeah. world together. These bitches did not care. <laughs> I learned that purses came out in years. I learned that um, um, my nickname was going to be the uh, financial aid kid. Oh, I learned that I was way too big for my britchness as far as they were concerned. And uh, that was a lot of stuff that I had to process and expel. And so my uh, earlier writing was somewhat humorous, somewhat like um, conflicted. Mm-hmm. What I learned is that by the end, I wrote the final of that. So it's four vignettes in Oreo and mm-hmm. each one tells kind of a different story. Um, the first one is black card and it's just a, an amusing take on proving your blackness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one is called The Other, and it is basically a woman um, in a therapy session um, kind of arguing with her subconscious in the presence of her uh, in the presence of her therapist. And it is learning that all of that stuff did happen, that I internalized it all, that I processed it only the best I could. And then I walked through life projecting it. I walked wow. through life looking to be isolated, looking to be left out, looking to be ostracized. And it was my protection mechanism. It's like, oh, if I can see a little bit of that in you and know that I'm I'm still not ever going to be good enough, then I can keep my distance and keep my self-respect, et cetera. And 
um, it was a, so it was a really interesting experience, but I also landed in a place once again with that surreal imagery. And I realized, oh, I want more of this. I love the comedy. I loved like kind of working with the kids was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. That's one of the stories. The other one was very, um, just kind of once again, a feeling of isolation and playing with camera a little bit to express that in a little bit more comedy, but to mm -hmm. go in that direction where suddenly we're personifying something that, um, that is just a mental and emotional feeling, giving it agency. I, I think that's the, I think I realized that's the direction that I wanted to go in. And then I know Ashley at ha in hashtag TMI also has aspects of that as well, where she personifies feelings, et cetera. So yeah. we were just, we were just kind of in line, I think mentally and creatively. Yeah. Um, so I'm really curious about your experience at Wesley at uh, um, I was gonna say Wesleyan, which is um, where my husband went to school in Connecticut mm -hmm. and where my son was born. But Wellesley is a very um, uh, elite uh, women's college. Hillary Clinton went there. Madeleine Albright. Um, the list goes on and on. Um, when I visited, it struck me like I. It, very, very bright. Everyone, all the, the students were incredibly bright. Uh, I thought it was very diverse. And I, um, I, I don't know, I, I, I didn't, I, I ended up going to Boston College and Boston yeah. College was super white, super white, super exclusive. Um, I had, I was of the 3% and not the 5% of wow. WeHo. I was of like a really small percentage and we all knew each other. Um, and uh, whether or not we were, you know, and then within that we had our small groups. But what was it like for you? And did you, did you go to therapy? And I, I, ended, I went to a therapist a couple of times at Boston College, but did you seek therapy? Because um, I'm, I'm also curious about your process with, Oreo because it seems like this was something that's been germinating for a long time since college. Oh, yeah. So like, yeah. um, is this something that you've been working on for years? Um, so I graduated with a degree in uh, theater studies and uh, I did do, I did do some acting, but I definitely made Wellesley regret that requirement because ooh, uh -huh. I love to be on stage and I was not that great, but, <laughs> but people would recognize my writing <laughs> for the most part. And so this was right after graduating, this is the stuff that came out. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. this was how I was emotionally processing things. Um, but, you know, I, I walked away from Wellesley um, without anyone and having and feeling very isolated. Like, so uh, I'm, I'm the one who didn't get to go to any of the graduation events because I couldn't afford it. I was the one who didn't get to study abroad because I was working just to pay tuition here. There was no way I was going to be able to pay housing elsewhere. I yeah. was the one who like, um, and there, and this was 2006. People weren't, uh, sympathy wasn't cool. <laughs> like it wasn't like, yeah. we were still very cold and we were just very much like mean girls, et cetera. And so, and I was also extremely, uncool and and very much like oh you hate me i get it no 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 i hate me too this is great where we, we yeah. have something in common no i feel and, i feel uh, like uh, these are pages from my journal go, go oh, on no. <laughs> oh, no yes oh, i completely relate to this yeah. go on I, it's just i hate that i hate that but but i i hope that 
if nothing else, that means that these tiny vignettes that don't, they're, they're not perfect in any way, but I, that they, they have something that uh, makes people feel, if not empathy, but even just recognize the emotions that they had to go through, you know? But I wanted to go to Wellesley so badly. I wanted to be in New England. I was obsessed with the Clintons. I was teaching my immigrant parents about like, uh, how we cleared up all of our deficit here in the uh, United States. And this white man's a good one, mom. I mean, it was mm -hmm. before. Yeah. The first but quote like, unquote black president. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was going to do law and go off to do Congress because obviously they don't know what it's like to be black and poor. So I'll help yeah. them out with that so they can help us out. It's going to be perfect. Yeah. And, um, you learn a lot of the invisible lines that exist, like a lot of the the class stuff. So like you said, it is diverse. It's mm -hmm. heavily international. It is right. not diverse as far as like the financial aspect. People were from, for the most part, the same class. Like I'm, I'm from Jamaica, my mom's from Jamaica. Mm -hmm. I knew a couple of people who were Jamaican there. When I told mom the town, she was like, oh no, 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 those people <laughs> didn't talk to us. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it was just like, it was, it's learning that there's, I guess, there's levels to this, you know? Yeah. So, and so you were homeschooled by your parents? I was. Oh, oh. by my parents and then eventually me, which was an interesting one. I'm the oldest of five. And yeah, so I'm the oldest of five. Here's where the crazy um, uh, organization stuff comes in. Up okay. at 5 a.m., taking, making sure people are up, getting up, getting ready, make sure the place is tidy, wow. breakfast is ready, just like... And that's when I would do my work though. So my brain is like still trained for that. I'd get up early, I'd start my work, get everybody up, get them ready. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's just, yeah. that's just how my brain works. Wow, which is amazing. I knew, um, so my family's from Haiti and my family was very much like, just speak well. Um, you're, um, and, and this, uh, and I don't mean to sound offensive, but it's like, you're, you're not like them. And the, a lot of, um, African families are like this African Caribbean. It's like, you're not black American. Um, but when you are walking, when I'm walking down Wilshire or whatever, I'm just, I'm black. I'm a black, black person. person. I'm seen as a black American. So, mm -hmm. um, but you know, definitely growing up, I was taught to believe that, um, um, it's very colorist in Haiti, but like, uh, it's, uh, you know, there are, you know, you're okay. You're fine. You'll be fine kind of thing. And, uh, and I've, I've had a lot of hardships, um, going to schools and, um, but like, it was interesting, um, that I met a, uh, like a group of Haitian women, um, just before I moved, um, they were also moms. I have a, I, you know, we all had kids around the same age and they were all homeschooling their kids. And part of the reason that they were homeschooling their kids was that, um, because of how fucked up students are, students and teachers can be, um, they wanted to shield them from that. They wanted to, um, they wanted to be the ones to teach them and to, um, and to, you know, help, help them um with their their perspective and give them a good foundation so was that your parents motivation was that or was it um just like oh these these american classes the they don't know how to teach kids i, I think it's a little bit of that i think it's yeah. like the caribbean and of course like the british like my father's bahamian and a lot of these families yeah. and so they're all like very much like oh they, they, they know how to teach kids then there was a little bit of delusion grandeur because like my parents were definitely like, y'all are so special. You have no idea. So smart. So incredible. 
Mm-hmm. And, and then I, I think there was also, but the main thing that triggered it was that my little sister had been diagnosed as ADHD mm-hmm. or hyperactive. Yeah. And it was, um, my mom was terrified of her getting her labeled. Today, I'm like, label me. I will take that extra time on that test. I will. Right. But she thought that she could help. She didn't, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. the kids will do where kids are going to be. I flourished in homeschooling because that's my personality type. She didn't. Yeah. Um, but it's just, but that's what triggered it. And she was basically what she does for one. She's going to ask, you know, did you want to do it too? And I'm like, yeah, cool. It's awesome. I'm not right. particularly popular or good with these things. So I'm, I'm fine. Home's great. So this was... Um... This is the most interesting. I was like, <laughs> what? Oh, I can't wait till the movie come out, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, because the, the reason why I bring this up is that because, uh, but did you, uh, so it's a, like a two-part question because like, you know, right now kids are being homeschooled. Um, I, th- I think starting April 19th, um, kids are going to be going back to school in LA. Um, but for the most part, for a whole year, these kids have been um, uh, homeschooled. And I think that for black children, it's actually been a really um, positive time for them because of the fact that it can be really hard in school, um, especially if you have a learning, if you have a learning disability, if you, um, you know, you're, you're just being, being a, a, a black person in America, it can be very difficult. So uh, did you feel like, um, the homeschooling, I know it, it, it was a different situation for your sister, but like, did you feel like it gave you confidence? And then when you went to Wellesley, it was like, uh, I don't know, glass Mental, shattered. Oh my gosh, you're absolutely right. I definitely, I definitely walked around because on top of that, it's, I definitely, I did a lot of extracurriculars. I was in debate. I was in mock mm. trial. I was, I did running and all of this was with our local high school. So I knew people, they weren't like my friends, but we did, uh, we all volunteered together. We were all just nerds obsessed with going to college. And like, Mm -hmm. we were to ourselves or in my tiny brain, the, uh, the cream of the crop. And we were going to, of course, change the world. (laughs) Yes. Then I get there and I I get to Wellesley and I I realized that that walked, that intelligence, none of it really mattered because you are already like 110 steps behind you don't know how to write papers like these kids who have had it drilled into them at prep school for the last six to seven years right you are not going to be able to um, maneuver this new world with the same grace that they know you don't understand nuance double entendre or social interaction on a way that in a way that um takes you to another level where you can read human beings and know, oh, that's sarcasm. You know how long I didn't get sarcasm? I believe there are certain types of autism that's just learned. <laughs> I think it's just learned. <laughs> and I swear to you. There's a sarcasm spectrum. <laughs> there's hundred percent I like uh I did not I did not get so much. It's it's really embarrassing to think about in retrospect the full on conversations I've had with people who were like really just like without saying it you're dumb you're ugly and really annoying and you're still here taking my abuse and i just be like yeah of course oh, we're friends oh. Now. are we friends oh. now i think we're friends now <laughs> oh my god so it's almost like you had the high school experience in college i realized that in retrospect yeah, absolutely oh my god 
middle school even. These, I'm surprised by how childish they are when I think about it. But I mean, that's why I look at Gen Z and I'm just like, bless them. I think that even if they have to fake being woke, praise God, somebody is doing that to a younger generation. Right. Yeah. These kids and they're, they're so technologically advanced and um, they're so savvy on the socials. And um, I, I even, um, you know, this, this has been the week of Lil Nas X. He's the patron saint of Gen Z. And uh, hey, he, he handles those, those trolls. Like he trolls back and he's uh, it's like a, uh, it's like the matrix or something. He's very gifted. He's incredibly gifted. What is it? It's very meta. It's super meta. Oh yeah. But uh, going back to Oreo, um, I, I, um, on your Insta, uh, and what is your, your handle? Oh, it's uh, at Cashmere Jasmine. So at Cashmere Jasmine. So if you go to at Cashmere Jasmine, there is um, a picture of, uh, of her and she, her hair is bien coiffé, like very stunning image. Um, and your caption is about validation. And uh, the idea of being recognized for your film work as a result of putting so much hard work into writing and production. So, um, you know, we're talking about like there were assholes in college, um, there are assholes in Hollywood. Uh, what does validation mean to you? I think first it's learning to give it to yourself. This is something yes. I've been thinking about lately because there's not a lot of people who will either give you the chance, not on site, hell, not even when you say it. And even after you make it, they're still going to criticize you. While you're making it, they'll criticize you. But the validation is once you've done it and you've put all of the pieces that you've learned together to make it happen. I worked in digital. I was a, I did pre-production, post-production. I learned to edit. I learned to do uh, styling. I wrote their budgets. I did their proposals. I learned every piece of this in a tiny way. And that man who ran that business still called me his front desk girl. I, it, wow. there, was, there was nothing I could do to escape it except for get up and believe in myself and say, I'm going to go and I'm going to do this. And I'm not going to, I can't keep telling myself that I'm going to find my finding Forrester white man. I, I kept thinking <laughs> my white savior might come. You're Sean Connery. <laughs> I'm waiting for Sean to come through and be like, Oh my goodness. Well, he's dead, but <laughs> no kidding. That's recent. That's recent. But, you, but do you know what I mean though? No yes. matter the race, no matter of like whatever, it's looking for somebody, looking for somebody to see that hard work and the struggle. I was doing dialysis three times a week during this and the whole nine and like still making it happen. I took in my little sister during this and I kept wow. waiting for somebody to say, good job. And you don't get anything near that until you get up and you do it for you. Yes. Wow. You're, you've been going through so much. This has been such a, a rough year. Um, and then on top of that, you're, um, you know, making projects, being creative, waking up at five, writing, you know, producing, connecting with people. Um, but then also, you know, having to take care of yourself too and take care of your family. That's yeah. a lot. It can be. It can be. I can. I. I just say I fail a lot. Like I, you know, like a, my uh, my little brother has a, a is pretty autistic, but very high functioning, mm -hmm. and so it's, it's mm -hmm. a little bit of a dick. Um, and <laughs> and so my my mom, you know, she'll call and she'll like be like, I got to talk about this. So I definitely feel there are ways that I drop the ball for the sake of keeping as much together as I can. But that's, I think that's just life and giving yourself grace and 
realizing you're going to have an off week or whatever. Right. Yeah. And just, um, and, and, and yeah, not being, beating yourself up about it and just accepting, accepting yourself. Yeah. What about you, Ashley? Uh, what does validation mean to you? Especially, you know, being out in the streets asking for money for this movie. <laughs> yeah. Got to get this movie made. Um, you know, that everything that Kashmir <laughs> just said and also what I will add to that is I had to learn validation during um, COVID because my web series I had submitted to so many. Um, so when you get rejections, it's like, oh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, especially when you get rejections from my web series is, is, is about a, a black woman who has an oversharing problem um, mm -hmm. that's living in Los Angeles and is wanting love um, and career success. Yeah. Um, so being black and bisexual in the LGBT community, there's not always a lot of spaces where you're going to get validation. In fact, you're going to get the exact opposite. Um, mm -hmm. You're going like to well, get questions. Yeah. Well, or just shunned for not yeah. picking a side um, mm -hmm. uh, and not being queer enough. So mm -hmm. um, when, you know, I came out with this series, I, I was just like, Ooh. oh, I, I don't know okay. how this is going to work, but it's also like, why don't we have um, series in which you can see queer people not struggling? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and it's the POC perspective of just like living their messy life that you you've always seen all of your favorite 80s and 90s characters do so much and fail and succeed and you cheer for them mm -hmm. um so when i was rejected to a lot of festivals a lot of lgbtq festivals and then they had no bisexual content whatsoever wow. but everybody else was represented i was just like okay fine screw you guys Here's my validation. I'm going to have to think that I created the best series that I possibly could with the resources and That's the right. friends that I have. Um, so what I did was, oh, okay. Um, right. <clears throat> nobody wants to uh, give me a platform. I'll create my own. I went yeah. to bisexual organizations. We had a film festival. Um, I, wow. during Bi Pride Month, I mm -hmm. approached Autostraddle and was like, hey, this series is important because of X, Y, and Z. What's Autostraddle? <laughs> Autostraddle is a queer online magazine, uh -huh. and I did an article about <laughs> my web series and how I couldn't find the queer content that I needed, so I mm -hmm. created it myself. Yes. <laughs> so sometimes you just have to, mm -hmm. and, and trust it. me, I'm, That's I'm, it. I'm a cancer. I'm the most sensitive person. Mm -hmm. Me too. I, me too. I, was, I was born the same day as Tia and Tamara and George what Bush. What day? July 6th. Oh, okay. All right. I'm June 27. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, so, like, um, 
yeah, you just have to know that you're doing your best and the people mm -hmm. that sometimes have the hardest opinions aren't even the ones that are even in the room um, putting themselves out there. So the fact no. that you're putting yourself out there in a way that most people just talk sure. about or just dream, um, you're doing the work. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's this is amazing because um, – I love that. That's so great. much of uh, being in Hollywood is, you know, getting recognized. You know, somebody somebody out there is going to read that script and that somebody is going to be, you know, that Sean Connery finding, we were talking about Sean Connery finding Forrester, anyone that you can think of, you want them to discover you. You want them to read your work and connect with it and immediately just um, open their door, their golden door to you with, you know, a bag of cash and be like, you are brilliant, do this. Um, and that's the dream, but it doesn't necessarily happen. So it's like you have to create that golden door yourself. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100% um, because, I mean, how yeah. many people are also been just standing at the golden door waiting for their opportunity to work with these people that have said when the time is right, you know, mm -hmm. and then you have all the other people like, Hey, over here. So yes. that, I think that's what Amy is saying, <laughs> like networking across and coming up together because yeah. who knows? I feel like we made a full circle right now. We, we started talking about this networking across. Yes. <laughs> See, here we are. We're back to our Lord and Savior. <laughs> you know what that is? Growth. Oh my God, by Kelly. Yes. Oh my God. Can, can I just gush? I, I just, I think Natasha Rockwell is just- Amazing. She was- Yeah. Yes, she's she was from UCB. I just think she's Brilliant. so funny. Um, she's like my favorite character. I'm so bummed that she's not having a spinoff. Oh my god! Yes, I would not. I mind. love Kelly. I love her. I'd love to see her at least get like a, a what is it called a capsule episode. I just want to follow her life for an yeah. episode. Too. Seriously. But would it be? Would it make sense? I feel like she's so kooky. <laughs> I'm like, what the episode what makes. <laughs> I mean, number one, right. it doesn't have to. And number two, those are talented ass writers. It's their job to bring it full circle, just like we did. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> If we could do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Atlanta does that really great. Um, random I, and uh, there's also a really great show called Dave. Um, they've done that uh, too with certain characters. Uh, but yeah, I feel like, uh, I feel like they kind of have to, I feel like they have to give, um, give the women their own, uh, because there, there's so many, um, there's so many open ended, uh, stories that haven't been, um, resolved yet in Insecure. So I feel like, yeah, there has to be a, a, a Kelly moment, at least for half the show, because we have to know I what's going she, on with her. Is she the only one that hasn't had a, a um, 
her own like, like storyline standalone yeah, yeah it's true yeah i i feel like she's due for one the most hilarious episode last season was um when she was uh faking the british accent which happened to me that's happened to me yes i didn't even fake yes. a british accent this guy who's haitian thought i was british I met him at a nightclub and I just kept it going. I'm talking to you just like I was talking to him and he thought I was English. And um, and I just like, I, I he took me out and, and everything. He, he, to this day, he was like, oh yeah, I went, he's probably like, I went out with a British woman. But anyway, so yeah, in Insecure, she faked it. And the brother, um, Jean Lee is his name. I forgot his uh, his character name. The brother, um, I forgot his name. Issa's brother. Yeah, Love him. Issa's brother. So, but uh, <laughs> actor Jean Lee. But like he was, uh, he he was like um, he was uh, like he clocked her for her her accent in front of her date, who also clueless had no idea. Just like the guy that took me out and uh hilarious that i i laughed so hard was he i hope so i that was the only moment that was like a, a kelly moment and I, I i really hope for that too um but but yeah i mean all these they're they're all <clears throat> excuse me they're all stars so it's going to be really interesting to see the kind of projects they, they come up with um after the show's over and it's awesome i feel like the doors are open for them to like really be able to create i mean crossing fingers but this is a good time yeah. to like disband and jump out and everybody kind of make their leaps into their own projects. I'm excited to see what happens. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're giving black people chances right Yo, now. So jump to on get, it. Your chance, get your chance. Get your chance now. Like giving out golden tickets <laughs> or something. Yes. You're Willy I Wonka. Need... I'm like, I need it. I want it. Yes. Pass it. Pass yeah, it. I know. Yeah, I feel like, I hope it's not like a, a wave where it was like, oh, you missed that wave. Now yeah. it's like, now it's the white wave again. And then Is you have to wait it? for that black wave to come back. Is, what? Is that how it's I don't know. I hope not. Because, you know, in the 90s, they had all those uh, UPN shows girlfriends um half oh and half God. we had so many so many we had our shows. own network it wasn't it felt like our own yeah network. yeah and then BET had shows too so like there was that moment and then that was like a black wave and then gone yeah we disappeared for a disappeared moment, haven't seen any shows like that ever in a really long time so so yeah maybe you know I don't know <laughs> I have no idea I I hope I hope we catch some kind of wave well, together I feel like to be honest with you, I feel like HBO caught the wave. They were like, we got all the they black people. Yes. All the black ones. Tip, I love HBO for that, man. Like, yeah. Lovecraft Country. Yeah, just really great shows this year. Um, really have enjoyed all of them. Um, I, I May Destroy You. Um, even, yeah. have you seen Industry? I just watched an episode, no. yeah. I So that one really rocked me because i mean it's not like the most amazing show but it's a good show what i loved is that they had like just a regular black girl she doesn't even have makeup on really like i love it she she's not really like done up um she is desperate trying to um ascend in this uh like really like cutthroat um uh, business, whatever they do, I don't even understand. It's so confusing. It's like hedge funds or something. I math, I blank, I black out. But um, it's whatever it is they do. It's very, it's very high, high stress. 
And so she has no time for makeup. She has no time. All she has to do is she just like puts probably water under her on her underarms and just like goes to work. Bird bath. Maybe she did bird bath. (laughs) Um, There's something in Haiti, toilet du du bas. I'm probably not pronouncing it right, but it's just like you kind of wash your your junk in the toilet. You pour some water and you wash. That's probably what she does. That's probably well, what I she does, and she a goes. A whole bath, but... a whole bath. Okay, whole bath. She does a whole bath. I love it. I she is my hero of 2020. I I was so I I loved it. I love seeing her like that. That was um, I I'm I'm so happy that a character like that existed, and she was so smart and cunning, and um she she ended up the the hero at the end like she she got what she wanted which was that job so let's play a game I'm going to rattle off some quotes. I want you to guess where this came from, like who who said it. Um, there are, of course, no winners. I will still love and admire you equally, no matter who scores the most. Uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, we okay. like being loved and admired, but I like to win, too. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That was that Capricorn. Yes. Sorry. Validation. <laughs> Pull back. Okay. So this is a quote. I also eat lots of Mexican food. One of my favorites is coleslaw and baked beans mixed together. I eat a lot of that too. Is there a hint? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's it. So there's, okay, so there's something going on here. This is somebody the, who thinks this woman made Mexican news. <laughs> yes, this woman made news. Is her name Karen? No. Was it barbecue Becky? Um, okay, so you want me to tell you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's a mom from Rock Hill, South Carolina. I didn't write down her name, but she made news this week. She earns 4000 a month making fart videos on OnlyFans. Let me get an OnlyFans account <laughs> so I can get this yes. movie funded. Yes. That's how you do it, Ashley. <laughs> yes. Get on OnlyFans and all you have to do is fart. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. The second one is we don't have to continue to be patient for decades on end. We can change that today. We can change that right now. We just have to want to. So as always, LFG. Um, it sounds, the way you said it was very poetic till Ooh. it got to the end. So I thought that maybe it was that beautiful woman who recited poetry at the uh, inauguration. I don't know if I agree with this quote. You said it real nice, but I don't know if I agree with it. Do you give up, Ashley? Girl, I haven't even started. I'm like, I need hits. <laughs> this is too random. This is she plays fun. soccer. Oh. Oh, the the adorable, cute, um, lesbian yes. soccer player? Yes. I can't think of her name right now, but you know, that's a point right there. Yes, I know you got the point. Exactly who she okay, is. yeah, you can take so, that. Yeah, I, I do not know. Megan Rapinoe. Yep. She spoke mm-hmm. recently at the White House on Equal Pay Day. 
Um, so the soccer star has been a long advocate for equal pay. She spent equal pay day testifying in support of wage reforms. We'll see what happens. Yeah. That's, a, I guess, another kind of wave. Um, yes. Waiting to catch that wave, hopefully. I mean, you even got Viola <laughs> Davis in up here like, uh, pay me what I'm worth. Yes. yes. But I'm just like, write what she said in that voice, in that tone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, number three. So you ain't a real hashtag Ivory King without a hashtag Black Queen. I hope this isn't Chet Hanks because I'm embarrassed. Yes. I'm embarrassed. Okay, yeah, let me tell you real quick. Real quick. I'm not. Real quick. Real quick. I am not. You, let me tell you something. Chet. <laughs> White boy summer. White boy. You know what? I am happy that. White boy summer is trending. Also, I have a very funny sketch, and it's a Wonder Bread sketch. But now I'm going to do another sketch about how the white breads are trending this wow. summer. And it's their, it's their white summer. Bread so it's summer. White bread oh, summer. White bread summer. that's awesome. <laughs> I know. That's great. Honestly, the only thing, I'm mad at the black woman right now. Oh, no. Because I. His baby so mama? I'm speak to y'all. I'm going to speak to the black queens out here talking about white chocolate kings. Okay. What is that? Yeah, I know. No. <laughs> what is that? Why Don't are do we... It. Why are we hashtagging this? White chocolate kings. No. Where did, it's so where did problematic. In 2021? Come on, queens. Yeah. Well, Come when this on. when this show airs, I, I would have done a game um, with my husband on having to do with... Because um, it was like white boy summer or tight boat summer. So it was like, you know, or I was gonna, I said words and it's like, does this um, connect with white boy summer or tight boat summer and tight boat being that mega ship that was stuck in the Suez oh, Canal? Oh um, Cause there were some overlaps. Um, I stumped him once, but anyway, uh, yes. So uh, Kashmir was right. Kashmir gets that point. It was Chet Hanks. AKA Chet Hayes, Tom Hanks' son. He's come out with a clothing line of sorts called White Boy Summer. He's also la launching Black Queen Summer. So And all the others, all the others. And all, oh, wait, it says. All, it, it was like all other. Oh, wow. Too. He was like, so. Wow. And yes, I, I was on his Instagram because I, I have to say I'm, I'm amused. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also. I'm just wondering, like, are, are other partners who are non-melanated getting ready for white boy summer? No, because like, they know better. They know better. Yes. yes. <laughs> You're not going to be my partner and be like, oh, look. No, he's going to be like, I apologize for Chet. I apologize yes. for them all. <laughs> Please, On behalf of my race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I feel like if I was single and I was in my 20s, this would have been the guy I would have dated for the foolish oh, yeah. I mean, he has very nice eyes. I, I didn't even look at his eyes. I just I just felt like I would be amused and there would be never a day I would be bored. But <laughs> yeah, he old, is. Stupid gets old. He, he is totally someone for your 20s. And Absolutely. and then you and that you'll have that one day. It's it's almost like a montage, like a, in a movie, like a montage where you're like you're hanging out, you're having the best time, and then it's like the music shifts because you realize that he's an idiot, <laughs> and then you realize I, I I can do better, and then at the end of the montage you're walking away, <laughs> and he's just like what with his like socks is pulled it up. Wrong 
of me to just wonder was the nannies like <laughs> black <laughs> like was, yeah what, they're not I, you know where I, do they turn that corner where when does that yes. happen when does that set in because i'm just <laughs> looking at his brother i'm looking at his parents and i'm just like i'm How? looking at chat like <laughs> yes what <laughs> happened <laughs> i mean malibu's most wanted i mean yes. that, it, it happens somewhere and, and you know it's all you know god bless cable he grew up with MTV, just like all of us. I'd, I'd have no idea what, what I, I don't know. Like, did Tom Hanks drop him off in, in Brooklyn, in Flatbush, like where, where I lived? Like, did he, was he like, okay, you're, you're going to learn. I bet his first girlfriend was black, but a little hood. Um, and she went to some school that they were just like, oh, this is just a thing. This is just a phase. And, and it just. It stuck. She turned him out. It stuck. Yes. Oh. I mean, if you got a fake a Jamaican accent, first of all, I can't even do that. No. And I'm black. Yes. Um, so... I'm Jamaican half. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and then why would you want to? Like true. I I don't know. Like yeah, he he will just yeah, he'll go into a Jamaican patois like and it's uh, I mean, I think I've, I have I no blame idea. Us. I think that yes. we're giving them a pass. We let, we're laughing, we're giggling. We're like, "Oh, ain't you a cute little white boy?" And he's he's like, "Yes." Yes, I am a cute little white boy. <laughs> like I think. Well, maybe somebody I didn't give a right. pass. Somebody else. Uh, every every else. every non melanated person that I'm just like, okay, I kind of would invite you to the cookout, oh my God. but you Im will you would embarrass me. So I'm gonna bring you a side plate home. <laughs> I I'd invite him to the bathroom at the cookout oh. to hook up and then sneak him out, <laughs> and I won't tell anybody. If that's the kind of white boy summer he wants, I think he'll take. I don't. Boy. I don't know if he. <laughs> I don't know if he will even let you do that. He'd be like, "I'm with Kyle." <laughs> <No. laughs> he would sneak in. Yes, this is the movie. Yes. And then he'd start dancing for everybody, and oh. like, yeah, he'd be the life of the party. Oh my god. Yeah, girl, because you know he know the electric slide. <laughs> I don't know. You know, and and come. Though. And come to think of it, I mean, the parents always, um, Tom and Rita are really into Greece. And so they, they, they summer in Greece, but maybe they summered in Jamaica. Or Africa. Or, Somebody yeah. turned this, this family. Yeah, it, it had to have been some kind of vacation of sorts. Where he was like, oh, these people are so interesting. Father. I felt like he got lost in Wakanda and just they, they remembered they needed to pick him up. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like when you when you forget your kid at the mall, like did they forget about him on vacation and the, and they're like like home alone, but it's like Jamaica alone. And it's like Chet like the mom woke up in the middle of the night and then she's oh like fighting God. her way back to Jamaica, but they've already yeah, turned him out. He's just Sitting on somebody's lap, getting his hair braided. Yeah. Getting some yeah. Getting cornrows. <laughs> Wet beads. <laughs> oh my God, chat. And and what I was also gonna say is, what if he's like an agent for for like the far right? What if like what if like Lindsey Graham has tapped him to like? Nah, he 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 was very specific. He said no NASCAR, no this, no that. It was it was. He, he's talking about the white chocolate kings, the John B's, okay? John B, I love that. God bless John B. I have, 
It's been so long. <laughs> this might have been the first. <laughs> John B. probably like took off his ears. <laughs> I'm thinking like he just like took off his apron like wherever he's working. He's like my name. Someone, someone has said my name. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I love how one of these girls. They were in their 20s, and they were like, who's John B? And they were like, what? everybody, all the black community Loved was him. like, wait, wait, hold up. Yes. That was the chocolate, the white chocolate king oh my God. of the 90s. Because oh he was so legit, like, compared to, like, Robin Thicke, whatever. He, uh, no. No, not whatever. No. He is fine. He's fine, but he's not. Oh, my God. Not. He had a moment. He had a moment. He had a moment, He, but he's still fine. I mean... He, he's like Shonda Land fine. You can wow. Know how she find these people. You know, yeah. like, he's like Reggae Jean Page. He's on that Robin Thick. Wow, that is a hot he, take. He, I just think that when I look at the, the non melanated people, especially the men that Shonda seems to audition. Yes her shows for i'm like where are they walking where are they at? i don't know robin thick academy i don't think <laughs> they are not from the white boy summer collection <laughs> oh my god. somebody called chat this is it <laughs> oh my god oh john b if you're listening I, I don't know where you are i don't know if it's time to clock out from work i, I have no idea um <laughs> I'm, I'm happy i'm happy for john b yeah he's still making music yes. and legit. oh okay he's still good but like like i i forgot about him for a while until until chat was you know he woke in the beast yes <laughs> I had to Google. I was like, I know he married to a black woman. <laughs> and, and, and yes, he was. Oh, wow. wow. Yes. So oh, my God. Is he going to resurrect MC, MC Surge? <laughs> oh. Wow. I'm looking up John B now. Wow. Okay. That's, that's, a, that's a deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep cut white man. And, uh, you know, of course, Michael Rappaport. <laughs> I, there's not a week goes by. Wait. Who's that? From, did you ever see the movie Zebrahead? No. From the nineties, no, but, but not a week goes by that I I am not <clears throat> quoting black and white like this. It's oh from God. the movie Zebrahead. He he's also married to a black woman, isn't he? I don't know. I'm sure he has. I'm sure he he has um, <clears throat> swam in those waters. Oh yes. yes, yes. This is the type of person I want at the club. <laughs> if I ever get cussed out, like, yes. and I need somebody to come and save me, <clears throat> I can't cuss someone out to save my life. Yes. This is this is my friend that I want to be like. Let me tell you something. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, because he is he has quite the mouth on him. But uh, but yeah, it, in the nineties, he he was uh, of a, the white boy summer spectrum. Michael Ra Ra Rappaport. Then came John B. You know, um, you know there were there were people also around Snow and uh, but they, they just didn't have that like legit flavor like like a john b type so yeah that's the mm. only thing that i i i i just cracked up when i i saw the john b reference uh chet hanks um i'm 
just mad because I really thought he was light skinned for a very long I, time. So somebody was like, "No, nah. Chet Hanks." No. no. John oh, John B. B. John B. Oh, wow, wow, wow. I was positive. Have you heard? I mean, the way he sings, I, I, you, I took it hard, to be honest with you. <laughs> 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 like, was, John B. still has a special place in my heart. Anyway, we I mean, know. you know, I mean, go, I, I've seen, I've, I've seen, you know, the people that would be invited to the White Boy Summer, uh-huh. like the ones that are Sigmas and Kappas mm-hmm. that you yeah. are like. Like, oh, okay, like, with the shimmy. I mean, like, I'm still- yes, <laughs> like, <laughs> real, real. Yeah, because there, there are white boy um, alphas and and uh, kappas and yes. sigmas. Um, wow, yeah, in the in the yeah. uh, in the fraternities. Yeah, because we're very inviting. Yes. You know, you just need to meet criteria. Right. Okay. You gotta say the right things. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. You got to eat the right things yes. and you got to have some hot sauce in your bags. Yes. Um, wow. We so, might need yeah. to raise that bar going into 2022, but I just, <laughs> that's just a thought on white boy summer. That's what comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like they should have posters. This is what can happen. <laughs> this is where it goes this wrong. Is, yes. This is where, it, yeah. Yep. There's levels. Okay. Yeah. What is that temperature thing? Like the temperature diameter, like hot, hot. All right, all right. You didn't wake up. Yes. So yeah. Like a you falling below the line. Yeah, like a red alert, <laughs> orange alert. Um, but yeah, they. Um, he's he's. Uh, yeah, he's he's gone. He's gone rogue. But I don't know. I I just wonder if he's he's some kind of because it is like problematic. White boy summer. Like what is what what is up with that? Um, None of these guys that we're talking about ever claimed it. Like I, nobody was like, "Yep, I'm here for y'all, chocolate." Like, like this feels like exploiting trauma almost. Like, yes. Just like, don't worry about nobody else, girl. I got you. And I just want, I just want to cue the parents. I just want to yeah. see what Tom thinks. This is how I feel. He's probably like, "Oh man, I just got over Corona. <laughs> you gotta do this." <laughs> He's got. I feel like Chet was like he really took that that whole line from that movie Forrest Gump. Life is like a box of chocolates and chocolate ran- queens. <laughs> I just want to hear you missed Chet. the line. I want to hear him defend himself in the group chat with his siblings. Do you know what I mean? Like how is he? How is he stepping? How is he like entering Rita's house? Like, is he? Is he? You know, with the same swag, the same bravado. No. Or is he contrite? Like she, when no, he gets his allowance. Rita looks like she is over it, and she's like, "You're too old for whoopings, and I have nothing else to say." <laughs> she's like, yeah, I have to think about my health. Yes. <laughs> Susie Orman says, I don't have to do anything for you anymore. Yes. So, okay, so we still haven't finished this test. Oh, okay, so I, we have three more. Oh, there's, there's more. more. Okay, all right. Okay, so um, number four, I lost my damn mind for about five minutes, and I made a decision I can't take back. The woman is a damn goddess. Everybody knows her. Everybody feels like they want to protect her. Here's the thing. I'm just going to do the best I can. Annihilate thing when she bit Beyonce. Wow. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Viola Davis, 
I knew it. <laughs> um, and she's in a beautiful pictorial with her um, for, in W Magazine um, with her daughter, Genesis, and husband, Julian. But um, for this, this was um, this is her quote uh, when uh, it was announced that she's set to play Michelle Obama in oh. Showtime's uh, First Ladies. Um, the series will share the personal and political lives of some of the most iconic women in the White House, including oh, Michelle wow. Obama. That sounds dope. Oh, that's wow. I didn't even, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so the, the next one is um, my youngest daughter, she reminded me, she was like, wait a minute, mom. Are you the same mom that was like, girl, I'm strictly dickly. And I was like, wah, wah, like, yeah, but no. Who said that? Wanda Sykes? Niecy Nash. Oh. Oh, yes, Niecy Wood. Oh, my God. Why? (laughs) Colette, you're bringing trauma into my house. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) When she came out, I was just like, oh, my God. Talk about a plot twist. Such a plot twist. I would have, she would have been my, like, dream woman. But I didn't know she was okay and was family. Yes. I, I feel disappointed because I never... I, I never saw her in that light and I was I felt like I was miss, missing out on so much like it, it's like you don't even like like damn you've been working with this all this time like I just you know you just suddenly it's like oh your clothes always fit like that you, you know what I mean mm-hmm. like, uh-huh. well oh I knew her clothes fit like that <laughs> I'm like I just don't under, I was just like but I just thought oh my god she is giving me best friend auntie like somebody that you call right and now she's giving me sex symbol right goddess yes yes lesbian queer women just uh, 100%. everywhere like i'm <laughs> <laughs> Love so so um one of my favorite shows um she she was setting the record straight about her past relationships on red table talk um it premieres on well this will this show will our show will air next week but um her interview with Jada, Adrian, and uh, Willow will air um, tomorrow. So um, she is um, discussing her recent marriage to Jessica Betts, um, how she fell in love with a woman after two marriages to men. Um, I love Nisi. I love her relationship. They're so sweet and they're always shopping. They're so rich and happy. Um, Goals. Yeah, goals. It's really sweet. (laughs) I want that. Mm. I want to be rich and shiny. Yes. <laughs> I want someone to look at me and be like, goes. I'm like, yes, you too can have. Yes. <laughs> the last one. It was terrible. It was awful. I was rock and roll. This was a pop song. Another woman said this. Who said this? Sarah Jessica Parker. No. Ooh, Courtney Love. No, and uh, her documentary is is out on HBO. Tina Turner. Yes, I need to see it. Um, but yeah, it's um, <clears throat> it's uh, what's love got to do with it? Is one of uh, Tina Turner's biggest songs, and it turns out that um, she didn't like it because she thought it sounded very pop. And uh, so recently, she took to Instagram to say that hearing the song in the documentaries was one of the most touching moments for her in the movie. It reminded her of how far she's come. 
tell us again where we can um, donate to SIA. You can also go to my website because I know that um, it is very hard. So it's um, um, www.ashleyshine.com okay. and it gives you a direct link. I have so many links for you to donate to see nice. it. It's on the home page. See, it has its own page. A wide array of selections. <laughs> yes. I want throw you your money at. <laughs> Yes. yes, make it rain on the yes. cash. Yes, in this project. No, no, no. I might yes. start that OnlyFans. You hit a certain level. Yes, <laughs> if all you have to do is fart, eat some coleslaw, and fart, come on, easy. You know what? I'm thinking about putting the cats to work. So if there is an OnlyFans where yes. like cat accepts people, well, I have three. I love it. Where can people find you, Cashmere? And where can people see Oreo? Um, Oreo is still in post-production and, um, mm. but it is, and hopefully it will be going through uh, some semblance of a festival run, but primarily it will eventually, um, will have screenings. So I'd love to have people sign up on my website at cashmerejasmine.com, which also has a SIA page, which also has yes. a link to donate on the front. So don't Boom. play, do that. Yes. Make it rain. <laughs> Make it rain. <laughs> Make it rain, people. $10, no. $5, $20, whatever you can. Just uh, give. Hell, a dollar. a dollar. Just give me the fucking <laughs> anything. Yo, Ashley is on that street corner, though. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, don't make her fart on, on OnlyFans, people. Just give her give her some money. Give her some money. Oh, I, I also have a link on my Instagram, which is at Cashmere Jasmine. The link that's up there is also to do donate to Sia. So please come through. Help us so that we can continue to create and and in a way you're creating too because you're helping uh new voices to be out there and to be recognized and to be heard absolutely and i just want to say um the importance of sia is super important for the queer community mm -hmm. because for bipoc individuals like myself like cashmere mm -hmm. we're actually decreasing in numbers um glad put out a um report as they do every mm -hmm. year and we are down seven percent wow. um which is 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 huge i know it doesn't sound huge but if we uh -oh. aren't the ones championing for our stories um then what does that say for our history for other people coming yeah. up that are lgbtq plus and bipoc um so just you know when when a storyteller is is sharing um, an experience such as unique and vital mm -hmm. as this one is because we're taking back our narrative and, and it's imperative for black creators to be able to tell their own story. That's right. Yes. And we, we need your help to make that happen. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank so much. you. Um, so, all, you know, on a on a high note, what's making you happy these days? And um, I've I've been walking a lot. That's been really good. What What have you been doing to um, in This has been a really um, difficult month on so many levels um, for um, AAPI community for Black community. Um, so many communities um, are are suffering right now. Um, What's been making you happy? 
for me, it's just been um, writing and um, community, um, talking with you ladies yes. and, and the tribe community and um, just just also making myself laugh because who writes about Wonder Bread and crosses it with <laughs> Chet and says that it's about to be a white bread. Oh summer. my goodness. No, but I do that. I'm excited to read that. <laughs> what about you, Cashmere Jasmine? What are you doing to, um, what's making you happy these days? Well, honestly, it's been uh, being able to really delve into my imagination. Sia has been a huge thing for me. A huge. Yeah. And then also learning about TMI. Like if anybody's ever been told you're not bi, you're greedy. Uh, if you've yeah. ever had to walk into a place and be like, you know, this cis presenting, straight looking and be like, so where are the other gays? And have people look at you like, what are you talking about? Like you're speaking another language. Like, yeah. <laughs> and this is an all women's college. So it's just like, um, and then that links into, I have to say, the community. Sitting back at Tribe and having, um, after Scribe, just sitting back and shooting, just shooting, talking crap about like what's going on or. Yeah. Oh, it's been great. It's awesome. It really is. Yeah. It's really, it's really been awesome. Um, thank you so much, Amy and Ayubi, for getting us all together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This has been amazing. I was going to say one more oh, thing. Oh, ha- uh, hashtag TMI. How can people see it? Um, so if you visit my page, www.ashleyshine.com, um, I will be posting some very exciting upcoming events nice. and a humongous um, film festival that I cannot name right now, but it is incredibly probably one of the proudest moments because, like I said before, with these festivals, I... I literally submitted to 52, and as of, like, recently, I only got into 11. So when I say, wow. like, rejections after rejections, right. it's, it's real. But but that's pretty um, amazing, though, the odds. like Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of laughing, not to gloat myself up, but the, all the smaller festivals and then that one big one that's just like, in you yes mic drop yeah (laughs) nothing else matters validation (laughs) exactly guys another full circle moment (laughs) sign up to get those events on the website because i have to because ashley won't tell me who this damn festival is and i gotta catch up with you guys i guess to find out yeah when when they wait for deadline yeah you have to you it you um You'll see when they swear you to secrecy and it's so horrible because you're like, uh, I want to tell people, but I can't. Yes. Well, we're excited for you. This is amazing. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. Um, So we'll see you next week. And um, Ashley's showing us one of her kitty cats. She has beautiful kitty cats. Beautiful. This is Elon. Yes, it is. Hi, kitty. Oh, and she waved at me. I love kitty cats. Okay, so we'll see you next week. I'm Yummy Coco. Keep your lamplight trimmed and burning. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.